For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This podcast is part of the More Than Baseball organization. More Than Baseball is working daily to better the lives of minor leaguers all over baseball, enhancing uh, the future of the game by allowing every ball player to live better lives during and after their careers. Go ahead and check them out at morethanbaseball.org. Super excited for my guest today. Signed a few years by the Reds. Um, played for the Italian uh, national team as well. Leo Seminati. How are you doing, brother? Good, good. Thank you for having me, and shout out to More Than Baseball. Yeah, and let's, let's talk about that. So how did you get involved in More Than Baseball? Um, it was mainly um, through 2020 when uh, the pandemic hit, and they really played a major role in uh, helping minor leaguers uh, with um, different grants and uh, just uh, overall that. And uh, that was my first... Um, my first experience with more than baseball and then um i really kind of wanted to give back to them for the help that they gave me so um, i reached out to simon uh and um i decided that i wanted to help uh in however i could and uh so now we've been uh, uh i'd say working together uh to try to help as many as many players as we can yeah. Um, what exactly are, are you doing with them? I know like you wrote that article and we'll talk about that in a quick second here, but um, what exactly are, are you doing with them? Or is that still kind well, of like a fluid kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's more, it's more like a fluid kind of thing. It's more like a uh, kind of like ambassador where it's like, uh, you know, you represent, you ask, you tell people what uh, more than baseball does and uh, um, kind of just like, gather information uh on what the minor league like is uh and what the changes that should be made and by like the different point of views of uh minor league players oh for sure for sure uh so let's talk about you how did you get into baseball obviously you're born in italy um probably not such a huge um baseball country but like how did that Absolutely. start for you and you know tell me about your your background um so i i'm from a small town uh near uh, bergamo which is uh, around 40 minutes from milan and uh i actually started baseball uh through a sports fair that every year it's done at uh, in Bergamo, in my city, and where the clubs for every uh, the, every sport uh, kind of showcase what they have to give and make you try the sport and uh, try to get kids to um, play for them and play for the 
the sport or whatever they like. And that year, uh, baseball was there. They, they were restarting to uh, do the team and they wanted to completely like rebuild. There used to be a team, but at, it hasn't for a long time. So um, now they said they wanted to start rebuild and I just kind of fell in love with it. And uh, from then on, I played all around Italy uh, until 2017 when I signed my contract with the Reds. So did you play, was it like a national team or like in, or is it just like a city league or like what, or like, because like so, your, your high school, did you guys have like a high school team or anything like that? So how sports works in Italy, it's different from uh, um, what it works in, uh, in in the United States. No sport is affiliated with school. Interesting. So uh, everything is ran by clubs. So you just join a club after school and you go to practice. It's completely independent from uh, uh, from what school is. Uh, field and everything, everything is completely um, divided. So I played for clubs around Italy and then I joined the Italian Academy in uh, 2014. Um, and basically what the Italian Academy was, it was a selected group of players um, that would train like professional athletes. So we, throughout the school year. Uh, so it was more like, uh, an actual um, United States uh, kind of uh, environment where we would, go, we would go to school in the morning and then have practice right after in the afternoon. Uh, we would live all together. And this used to be in Tuscany. Now uh, it was moved uh, to Rome. And that was like mainly the group that then would go and play international competitions under the flag of Italy and under those uh, and wearing those uh, those colors. Um, obviously, still doing uh, tryouts uh, for for the national team, but uh, that was mainly the group. Uh, and um, I have played uh, for the national team. I played uh, three World Cups, and uh, now hopefully next year. Um, I would go to a World Baseball Classic, so yeah. it would be it would be an awesome experience to do that. That's incredible. And and how was that experience playing those World Cups? Obviously, you're playing against uh, some of the best of the best uh, from different countries and all that. Like, what was that experience like? Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing, honestly, because um, you get the chance to know a lot of people and know what the different. Uh, kind of baseball mm -hmm. is uh, and how baseball is around the world, right? There's so much talent and uh, just see a lot of people, uh, get to know them and then transfer to professional baseball and find those people back into professional baseball. It's fun and you're like, uh, you, you turn around the corner and you'd be like, did you did you play that World Cup too? And I was like, yeah, I was there too. So it, it's kind of it's funny how... Uh, how small the world is yeah especially the baseball world because i mean you talk about uh knowing everybody it's it's pretty it's a small like tight-knit group of like baseball players no matter what what team or what country you play for um obviously you got signed uh by the reds in the in the international 
uh, draft and all, not draft, but international signings. Um, mm-hmm. You you sign for them, and then they allow you to play for um, the World Cup and all that. Um, like, were you? Are, how, how often does it happen that like a, a guy from your country gets signed by like a pro team for like baseball or even like any any sport other than maybe soccer, which is probably the more common? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's. I would say it's not so common, uh, not like other countries outside the U.S. Uh, definitely Europe is one of the place where they sign fewer players. There has been, and there are some active players uh, in other organizations. Uh, I think before uh, I was let go by the Reds, I think it was five of us that was active. Uh, but before then, there has been some, uh, but only one managed to uh, reach the big leagues. Uh, so that was the goal and probably still is. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like I said, you're still young. You got a ton of time to try and make that that dream a reality. Um, and speaking of like the, the World Cup, like I was looking at your numbers, like you played really well, um, you know, representing your, your country and all that. So that has to be a complete honor just being able to put on that uniform um, and represent your country and to play well. Uh, again, like I said, some of the best competition. So that's, that's incredible. Good for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, uh, representing your country is a completely different. Um, it's just like the world cup and European championship is just, just a completely different environment because you're not just like putting on a uniform and uh, um, like playing for, uh, different reasons, just I don't know, to get moved up, to try to reach the big leagues, try to put good numbers. Uh, it's just you're playing for a whole country. Like you're, the name on your chest represents 60, 70, 100, 300 million people. So it's like, um, even though maybe some of them don't even know that you exist, but it still feels like you're representing all of them. And you're representing a culture, and you're representing all, um, all of those things. So it definitely something something else clicks in. Yeah, and like you mentioned, there's not a ton of Italians in, in the minors or even in Major League Baseball. Um, and playing for your national team, were you pretty much somewhat like of a celebrity in your in your town? I don't know if you come from a big city or a little town, but like, did everyone just know who you are? Like, oh, that's Leo. Like, he represents us in in, in baseball. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Uh, absolutely not. Nobody really knows um, unless they, they're from around the baseball world. Um, but most of the people don't even know what baseball is. So oh, um, it's funny how, you know, maybe sometimes you get recognized by people around uh, in, the, in the States, but then in Italy, you don't really know, you know, because soccer has this major, like, Uh, effect on everything and everyone and it's just so big that uh kind of like there's like a big cloud where nothing really goes through you know for sure okay well let's talk about the minors because obviously we're more than baseball i love talking to minor leaguers um i say this all the time on every podcast like fans we see the major league players we don't see the struggle the grind that, that those players went through playing in the middle of nowhere crappy bus rides crappy motels and you know we just see the final product but i like to kind of highlight some of the the struggles that guys go through um so like coming from italy 
Um, you didn't play like university baseball here or where we have some of the, like, like some of the, I talked to division one D one players go to these big schools, like, you know, Louisville where they, they're like on private jets and they have all these really nice facilities. Um, but you go right straight to the minors where like you played in the pioneer league before, before that disappeared. And you played in Montana, Idaho, Utah. Mm -hmm. Like what was your first reaction or like first thought when you came to like, the mid the, the pioneer league and your your minor league are now well um actually my very first season was in arizona oh because you played rookie uh, ball huh? that was yeah that was a uh, an absolute culture shock and <laughs> um just like the it was just a struggle of getting used to the heat and uh just the new environment and for like the amount of work that you had to put in before to then show up to the field and then try to play a game when it was 130 out. So uh, that was definitely mainly the first struggle. But honestly, my I have the absolute best memories uh, when I played in the Pioneer League. Um, I loved um, Billings. So absolutely shout out to the Mustangs. <laughs> because they they did an, an amazing job to um welcome us and the city itself was um was great to us winning or losing it didn't matter we had a great fan base um yeah i mean the bus the bus rides weren't weren't great uh the, the worst one was definitely going to colorado and had a non-stop 12-hour bus ride so uh what would you do was, with the bus rides what would you do on the bus rides to kind of keep yourself like entertained if, if i could say that i mean mainly i guess movies and try to get some sleep also because uh most of the time we would do it overnight uh i remember i remember definitely a colorado one we um we packed up our stuff after after a game and drove through the night uh to make it to colorado and that was the biggest that was the biggest struggle then uh we would have mm, road trips where you play three or four games and then overnight to another city and you get in at like three or four in the morning at the, at the hotel and you have to play the same day so definitely i know that that's that's a common struggle for uh, for minor leaguers uh, but I was fortunate enough where my host family's, uh, my host family was absolutely amazing to me. And, um, uh, so I didn't really, uh, I didn't really miss anything. Uh, I definitely missed 2019 cause it was definitely my best year and, uh, where I had the most, the most fun out of, out of all of them. Yeah, and like I said, you you played in like Montana, Utah, Idaho, some other places. Um, also, mm -hmm. in the next in twenty twenty one, you went to High A, right? Was that the uh, Tortugas uh, or Low A to the Tortugas? Yeah. Um, so, was there any city that you you get there, you get off the bus, and you just look around? And you're like, where am I? I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, and there's nothing here. Uh, like, why is there a team even in the city? Kind of thing. Well, I mean, definitely, definitely uh some places in uh in montana where we're like i don't know grand junction colorado or you know um great falls but i mean i i, I was for, again i was fortunate enough where montana 
you don't even really have much time you know you're like locked in and you have to be you have to be just like focus a million percent on on baseball and try to get your work done um but they weren't the the best fields either uh in in montana but again billings uh, it was kept amazing and we always missed when when we would play away because uh we were treated so greatly and uh the field was was again kept amazing so we're de definitely doing a professional a professional job at it for sure and and how were the fans like i mean um i i haven't watched any of those games like here we have the midwest league so i've gone to like um appleton and, and beloit and seeing those teams play and like Bully doesn't get too many fans. Appleton, like they, they do pretty well with fans, and the fans are pretty good. Like, how was that fan experience? Because obviously, uh, in the minor leagues, the stadiums are smaller. Um, you can hear the fans talking during the game. Um, I'm sure, like they're chirping at you if you're not if you're not doing well, or even if you are doing well. Like, how was that the fan interactions? Um, well, in in Montana again, fan base was amazing. Uh, regardless if we were winning or losing, mm -hmm. uh, didn't matter how good or bad we were doing. Uh, they were always cheer us, cheer us up, and they were never disrespectful to uh, the opposing team. Um, That's unique. That's unique because I feel like a lot of a lot of yeah. minor league stadiums are not like that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, in fact, when we were on a road, we were getting uh, chirped up by <laughs> by by the other fan base, and we we're like, "Oh, we're not used to this because you know our fans are so great, and they don't they don't really." yell anything at, at anyone besides you know uh usual uh usual church but like nothing nothing really uh above really and beyond bad. yeah uh, yeah exactly Interesting. so yeah and then when i played in uh florida state league uh we as the tortugas we were probably the only one who were getting fans because uh all the other parks were uh, major league stadiums so i mean 100 200 max fans so it was kind of it was kind of sad to play away just because not really many people would come and watch you so it really felt like you never left spring training wait why uh, why was that wait it was you said they were in major league stadiums uh yeah when the florida state league you played in uh, the spring training fields oh okay uh, okay the major league spring training fields so there was really not that much fun fan base there uh, besides when we played at home where you had a thousand two hundred two thousand people uh, but when you went away you really didn't have anybody uh, that would come and watch the game so even like to keep that uh, mentality and that drive you know that the fans bring um, it was hard yeah, and, and you didn't play in 2020, uh, but, like, obviously, um, like, the Major League teams had, like, the cardboard fans and, like, the fake noise. So I can't even – I haven't talked to anyone who's played that year, but I, or one person, actually. But it's 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 kind of hard to imagine playing with no fans because the fans get you hyped up, right? I mean, either um, yeah. negative or positive. Like, no matter what they say, like, they're going to get you yeah, kind of yeah. ready to play. Yeah, no, absolutely. It just, it just gets the atmosphere going and uh... – it definitely um, made it weird uh, not having that many fans, even though 
we were in the COVID year. Um, but I mean, you had to, you know, get to work. So uh, you still had to find like that drive and that uh, confidence. And it was just kind of weird when you when you hit the ball and uh, it sounded super loud because the stadium was empty. Do you think it made it easier, like for those maybe who struggle, just since there's fans not there watching them? Because uh, obviously baseball, it's a game of um, failure, right? Because like most the greatest players strike out most of the time or and whatnot. But like I mean, maybe if you're going through the ups and downs of a minor league season or just a regular season, maybe not having fans there. Do you think that made it easier for those maybe who didn't have their the best seasons or the greatest of like series? Um, honestly, it. I don't know. I don't know because uh, I think everyone reacts differently sure. over uh, pressure and I would say fan pressure because uh, might not necessarily be the, the field. Um, but probably, I mean, uh, uh, to somebody to a certain extent it helped and to others probably didn't because they didn't have that, you know, that drive, that feeling, that atmosphere, that uh and it creates and you're like oh my god what am i doing here like nobody's even nobody's even watching and so you had to find that inner uh, strand other to ways to motivate like, yourself exactly exactly playing you playing a sunday game where there's like 10 people there so it's like yeah who, 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 what am i playing for who am i playing that's for, fair that's a, that's a good point that's a good point um but let's talk about this you you got married on the field, or at least you had a uh, some sort of celebration randomly. I was yeah, I was kind of like you know was a celebration. yeah I was kind of um, you know uh, scrolling through your Instagram and seeing seeing different things, and I saw that pop up, and I'm like, interesting. We got to talk about this. So, what was that about? And how did you convince your wife or fiance to join in? And kudos to her. Well, that's, actually, that's pretty sweet. Actually, that was made uh, without my knowledge, so I I didn't know about it. It was a doubleheader game. Uh, I had no idea that this was gonna gonna happen. So my now wife, <laughs> um, Carissa, happened to be in town, and uh, we um, we finished the first game, and she texts me and she's like, "So this is happening, uh, sixth inning, top of the sixth inning. This this is gonna happen. We're gonna." Uh, I'm gonna walk with the two other uh, players' girlfriend as the uh, as the, um, uh, maid of honors and all that. And um, you need to pick somebody to some of your teammates to be a flower girl. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And and she was like, "Nobody, nobody told you." I was like, "No, I I, I had no idea." So. I pick one of my teammates, one my, my best friend that uh, it's uh it was on the team as well. And uh to be the flower girl to make it funny, right? And so sixth inning, we do all the intro like if it was a uh, an actual wedding. So and the speaker uh played the the entrance music and we did all the thing. Unfortunately the flower girl didn't show up because you know uh it didn't really understand the task. But, yeah, you gotta find uh, a better one next time. Well, fun. not next time, but you gotta let him know. He has to sh- he has to do better than yeah. that. No, but I mean, I mean, it was fun. It was fun, and um, 
I think I think we won both games and uh, we played well. So uh, everything fell greatly and in, uh, in the right place. Wow! And and you since had an like an official wedding, right? Because because he wasn't. Yes. That, yes. Were you, we had we had an official wedding that morning, uh, and um, and then I played the game, um, the two games. And then we're gonna have the big, the big celebration this November in Italy. Oh, very cool! So that has, that hasn't happened yet. Well, awesome. Well, that's 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 yeah. cool, man. That's yeah. really cool. Like, I mean, I know at my wedding, like, I, me and my wife, we walked out in in jerseys because we're big baseball fans. So we had custom jerseys with our last names. Uh, awesome. We had our groomsmen all pick their favorite team to wear a jersey, and then her bridesmaids all wore baseball jerseys as well. So that was just at the reception. Um, but like. Just being able to do that in a in a minor league stadium, even if it's just for show, but that's still that experience is pretty sweet, man. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was awesome, and like again, the fans were great as well, and uh, everybody cheered cheered us up. So uh, it was just great to share that moment with her and and with my teammates. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the, the article that you wrote for More Than Baseball. Um, that's kind of how I I um, kind of got. Uh, found out not who you are because I kind of knew who you were, but just kind of wanted to learn more and talk more to you about this. Um, you had wrote an article about about the Reds and how they had released you, um, and you know it's just talks. If you haven't read it, for those listening, definitely check it out on morethanbaseball.org. Um, you can see his his article that he wrote. But what kind of brought that, or what kind of inspired you to write that? Um, actually. I, I'm on the process to write a book okay. uh, on what my baseball life is and what, uh, what happened on, uh, on and off the field uh, with, all, with baseball, me, and all the struggles, happiness, and all that that came mm-hmm. uh, with, with, with this journey, with this experience. And so uh, Simon reached out and was like, Hey, would you like to make a piece since you're already writing for more than baseball? And I was like, absolutely. Uh, so I wrote this article, and apparently people really liked it, and uh, and I found it funny, and 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 it's great that that people liked it because um, I think it's important for um, players, fans, uh, especially for fans to know what um, what happens outside of the field and uh outside of what they see uh on the field so yeah and and obviously like i said i'm reading it um kind of looking at it now you had mentioned you talk about how you you know you signed from italy and you're you mm-hmm. you were on the reds and you were injured and then you were kind of replaced um and then they offered you to be a coach instead of a player um, how did that whole thing play out? And like, were was being a coach ever something you were maybe had talked to them about, or that was just kind of like out of the blue, like, hey, you know, we still want to keep you around, kind of thing. Uh, no, they they never talked me into it. Wow. I was literally like playing my spring training, and I was really like not confident, but well, I would say confident that I was going to break with a team and be like, uh, and I would I was going to show that. I could actually be a prospect and be like 
okay, I'm 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 here and I'm doing my my work and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna compete. Uh, and then they just kind of called me into the office, um, and uh, they told me they they really uh, cared about me, but and for that reason they wanted me to offer me a coaching job. And I kind of paused because I didn't really know what to say um, to that because I was like I was kind of shocked, and you know a lot of things were going through my head, and then I had to call my agent. And um, I didn't. I wasn't even angry because I I was so shocked by that by that proposal. And uh, so it was it was kind of weird. The whole thing was kind of weird. Yeah, and like it's just you had no idea. And like they had like just reading your article, they they had told you that everything was going to be good. Um, you had nothing yeah. to worry about. And then you kind of get blindsided mm-hmm. by by this whole thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine like like being in that situation you know yeah no i mean like over the phone i again uh they call me and uh, uh i was like can i know the topic of what we're going to discuss and they were literally they literally told me that uh there was nothing bad that i that I didn't have to worry about it and then i show up and they, they send me home so i was like uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a little bit that's and... a little bit strange right yeah uh why would you have told me that nothing would have been bad if, if then you sent me you sent me home you basically fired me kind of thing yeah wow um but you know you have you have your fiance or i guess wife who can support you mm-hmm. uh and then more than baseball who's been very supportive and they they yeah. they've worked with you they've worked with other players um mm-hmm. how, how do they help you afterwards to kind of like figure you know what to do next well, afterwards, I, I reached out to Simon and um, I was like, hey, I got released. Um, I I would like to dig deeper into be working with more than baseball and um, also know what kind of services you guys provide and all that stuff. And they put me in contact with, um, with a company that uh, helps players uh, – transition to from sports to uh the tech industry and uh they were extremely extremely quick like literally in in a matter of a couple days i could have uh potentially uh have interviews for for jobs and stuff but then i decided to uh give it um and now I'm just kind of like trying to figure out what the next what the next step is, um, because I I uh, broke my I broke my nose a month ago during the independent extreme training, and then kind of the same thing happened where uh, they were like, because now I'm healthy and I'm ready I'm ready to go, and then I I go to the manager and be like, oh, so what now? And he's like, well, we don't have a spot for you right now. So. Um, now it's more like I am. I'm. I'm not given the opportunity to be able to, you know, showcase and be able to uh, try to accomplish that goal and try to make it to not only in big leagues but also just like playing a World Baseball Classic, Classic next year. So um, it's just kind of weird. It's a. It's a weird time. It's a just a weird situation uh, overall with with baseball and. 
uh, on this side of the world experience, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and and it's 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 um, something that you shouldn't have to go through. I feel like baseball can do a better job at at setting you know people up for success after baseball. Um, and the sad thing is, like your story is not the only one, right? You just happen to be able to talk about it and write about it. But this happens um, in every organization, Absolutely. like. Mm-hmm. Every month, there's every week, there's different players being released from different countries, Latin America, uh, European countries, even, you know, here in, in the States. And it's something that I feel like needs to change. I know that more than baseball is doing a really good job at that. And they're really kind of spearheading also advocates for minor leaguers um, to try to get that change so that in the future, this doesn't happen to other people. Um, and I mean, it's just it's just kind of the way baseball is. And it, sh- it shouldn't be that way. It's kind of a. I don't know. It's one of the things that baseball definitely definitely needs to work on for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like, and also, uh, not everyone wants to coach, right? After right. after they after they played, maybe uh, not everyone is uh, uh, meant to uh, to coach and transition into that. So um, it feels like a little bit. Uh, I would say like the military, where it's like you know you fight for uh, for this battle for this goal to uh be reaching the, the big leagues and then when you don't uh you kind of struggle uh getting out into normal people's world <laughs> you know so um, it definitely it definitely uh organization like more than baseball help uh a lot to you know just even even just by the 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 mental side of it where you're like you know you're just getting released and you kind of have to uh get your stuff together and uh uh figure out what your next move is because sometimes you're like absolutely in in in, in shock you know? yeah no for sure and like i said shout out to more than baseball i'm happy to be um working uh with them talking to guys who who go through the minor leagues uh struggles um guys talk to guys who've been released uh as well as you just you know similar to you and uh, it's it's never not a sad story, not just because, you know, it's like, a you know, oh, they got released. It's just the whole situation in general could be avoided, but it's not. Um, but uh, I want to I want to thank you for coming on, Leo. Um, I know that um, this is more of a shorter interview. Uh, we'll have to have you back on and like we'll have to talk some more. Uh, I know it, I mentioned we we're going to play some uh, Call of Duty maybe coming up soon. We'll have to squad up. Maybe we'll re- uh, record an interview while while we're gaming and see how that goes. But uh um, I, I hope I wish you the best, and I, I'm excited to see what follows next. Uh, good luck on your wedding planning. Like I know that can never be easy. Like the stress that comes from planning a <laughs> wedding. Um, but I uh, can't wait to see the pictures and stuff from all that. And um, yeah, man, we'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll definitely have to do some more uh, interviews. Maybe we'll get someone else on and uh, kind of see what goes from there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Shout out to more than baseball. Yeah. And um, thank you very much again. Absolutely. All right. You have a great rest of the day, man. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.